right, and give me just one moment, Sandra, okay? All right. Hola, Gabriel. Hello. Hello, hello. Hey, Gabe. Hey, Sandra. Hello, guys. Oh, hello. Hi. Hi. Who do we have on? Um, this is Taylor. Hi, Hi Taylor. Hi. Welcome. Yeah, who else? That's Berkai. Hi. Hi, Berkai. Hi, Berkai. Hi. This is Hannah. Hello, Hannah. Hi, Hannah. Hi. This is Jose. Hey, Jose. Hi. <laughs> Hello, don't, Jose. Don't be shy, Hi, Jose. I'll, I'll be translating for you. Yo voy a traducir, así que no tengas pena. Cualquier cosa que quieras saber, me dices. Está bien. Chévere, gracias. So everyone will be translating for Jose. Um, I think I think he knows more English than what he is comfortable with. But and you know, just to make sure that that most people do message, believe it or yeah. not. Um, yeah. it, it's there's a dichotomy between what you understand and what you can speak. Um, mm -hmm. And and when I lived in the Czech Republic, I noticed that most yeah. of the time they understood, but they couldn't respond. You know? Yeah. And Sandra dice que, que eso es muy común, José, que, que por lo general la gente entiende más de lo que de lo que puede hablar. Así que no te preocupes. Sí, suele pasarme. Entonces, no sé, José, si, si sabes, la gente que está con nosotros, Sandra, es la, la directora del Comité de International Relations del American Council of the Blind. Ella va a ser la que va a hacer las preguntas. Estoy yo, que también soy parte del comité. Está ¿Sí? Hannah May. Hannah May es una chica de Filipinas, que es otra de las panelistas. Está Taylor Adams, que es del, de la UK, del de Reino Unido. ¿Sí? Y está Berkay, que es originario de Turquía, pero vive en Colonia, en Alemania. Ok. Sí. Okay. So, I was just telling Jose who, who, who we all are. And, okay. Uh, so, so if you we, heard your name. I did. Um, we are just going to give it a couple more minutes because from what I can see, um, I feel like we're missing, are we missing a panelist? No, no. We have no? Jose. We yeah, have okay. um, Berkai. We have Taylor. Uh -huh. And we have Han. Uh -huh. Okay. Mika, can you hear me? I can. Sorry, I'm, I was just going through the logistics i think that um we can absolutely do introductions um what <clears throat> i think i think what would probably make it the best is if you ask if people would like to introduce themselves if they would raise their hand the guests okay and then i'll go and then i'll go through the list and allow people to introduce themselves um and at this point can you tell do you have a sense of how many um people we have in the room right now currently no one has arrived just yet but we're still early and and oftentimes okay. people pile in at the last like five minutes <laughs> mm -hmm. fabulous um, and, and 
I also have CEU codes, so I want to make sure that I give our opening in our. Uh, yeah, codes. absolutely. I will. If Thank I you don't for that. Mention it. You can jump in, and I, you know. Um, I have another question for you, Mika. So, yes. um, I am using my Bluetooth, but if I disconnect, we right now I'm running my air conditioning, which is kind of noisy. Will that have an in, um, any impact on the feed? Are you running the air conditioning? Were you running the air conditioning when we first came in? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it will because it was it was really loud. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. I'm glad I asked that question now. Yeah. yeah. And also just that? for our panelists to make sure that there's not a whole lot of background noise. Um, um, because, you know, just especially like if this is, I believe that this is going to be streaming. Yes, it is. Um, so we want to make sure that the recording comes out really well. So if I do hear background noise from your area, I'm, I'm going to mute you, but you'll be able to unmute. Cool. Okay, guys, you you all heard right. Um, Taylor, Burkai, and Hannah, you you you're from you're familiar with Zoom from what I talked to you, so you know how to mute and unmute. So if you also know that you are muted, or if you mute, you want to mute because you have background noise, you can toggle because you're a panelist, so you don't have to raise your hand. You can mute and you can toggle on your own with mute and unmute. Yes. Cool. Okay, I understand. Jose, entendiste? Sí, si si sabes, tú estás en un ambiente muy callado, pero si sabes que vas a tener algo de ruido o si ocupas como pararte a tomar algo, qué sé yo, entonces te pones en mute y luego te quitas de mute porque porque tú no no tienes que levantar la mano, tú tienes la la como eres panelista tienes la la autorización para para hacerlo por tu propia cuenta. Bien. Okay, I truly hope we're not presenting a panel to ourselves. No, Sandra. Um, many people, from what I've heard, or most people, have been uh, listening in through ACB Radio Mainstream. So, so people log in on ACB Radio, and they listen there. And if I've and I've done it myself. If they have any questions, then they'll call in through Zoom. But um, but normally. Uh, this panel has been very looked forward to, so I know that we're going to have a lot of people listening in. And like Mika okay. say, most likely if they have questions, they will log in with Zoom at the end. Um, but I'm pretty sure, and we'll get those numbers from from the folks at ACB Radio. Uh, I'm sure that we're going to have quite a number. And remember, we're being broadcast on ACB Radio Mainstream, which is basically oh, yeah. the main channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So. Okay. I know this is a very weird um, sensation for all of us because I feel the same in presentations that I've been doing or when I have to talk live, I feel like I'm talking to myself and I'm like, I feel like weird. Yeah, and even <laughs> I was no. thinking it would be the same as last year, but the difference is that last year, even though we were using Zoom Messenger or something, um, I was still live. I was. You were you know, still live, and you felt all so, the people around you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it it's feels not different. even. It's still one twenty-three. So we are good. We, you know, we're we still, have time. We're still good. Yeah, but it's you know it's hard to do a presentation when you're not getting that immediate feedback. 
Yeah, yeah, and yeah you're not getting laughing. that sound from the audience. Yeah, exactly. And even, I mean, for us as blind folk, like you still get a sense of, you know, the number of people in the room. You know, yeah. does mm-hmm. it echo? Yeah. Does it, you know? But on yeah. the bright side, if I tell a joke, I know that I automatically know that all of them are great. That <laughs> makes me feel less nervous. I have to say. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. You don't have to feel nervous. Um, like I told all of you, this is this is all personal experiences and nothing, you know, you answer what you feel comfortable. We, we're eager to learn what it is. You all know you're all familiar with American Council of the Blind and you're all familiar with EPI, which is Blind LGBT Pride International. And we know what it is to be visually impaired and part of the LGBT community here in the U.S., but this is this is what this is for um voices from around the world is to for you to share what it is and obviously we have questions to help you streamline your thoughts so don't worry sandra and i have prepared because there's there's always a there's always an intersection you know um because we we are people and so we belong into we are not just blind we are not just Mm -hmm. you know black we are not just so the only thing we are just is people. Um, yep, humans. But I love we have that. lots of the intersections that result um, are at, it, lots of intersections that we encounter as a result of the fact that we are more than just one thing, you know. Um, and and so you get these intersections, and sometimes they mesh well, and sometimes they don't. <laughs> Sandra, I have a logistical question for you before because okay. we're getting close to the sure to the okay. mark. Um, do you do we want to go in any particular order, at least with introductions with uh, of our panelists? Uh, how do you want to do this? You want me to introduce them and then let them say a little bit about themselves? Actually. Um... What we'll do is first we'll introduce the room, whoever is in the room. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'll talk about, I'll, you know, address all the committee members and we'll do the introductions of who all is in the room minus the committee, the panel, right? Mm-hmm. Then um, what I will do is sort of hand it off to you and ask that you um, let the panelists say uh, just a a brief, 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 brief something about themselves, you know? Mm -hmm. And then we can start with the questions. And they can weave part of their identity into the the answer responses from the questions, you know what I mean? Okay. Perfect. Hannah, Taylor, and Berkai, you all heard that, right? Yep. Yes. Okay. Yes, I've heard all of that. Okay, perfect. So yeah, I'm I'm going to call on you. Um, No particular order. Uh, If anyone wants to go first or doesn't want to go first, let me know. Take, uh, do the, do the um, English speakers first because you'll have to do the translation. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So So. either one, Hannah, Burke, you know, uh, women first, ladies first. I don't want to go go first. first. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) don't. How about you, Taylor? Do you want to go first? Um, sure. Okay. Fabulous. Okay. Okay, so Taylor will go first. 
and then Hannah, and then we'll go with Berkai, and I'm, uh, and then Jose. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, el orden, Jose, okay. el orden va a ser okay. así. Ah, sí, 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 captaste, ¿verdad? El orden va a ser... No, no, no. El, ah. el, 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 el postre, lo mejor para el final. Lo mejor no, para la, el final. Pero eso es para las introducciones. Luego, eso no, eso no tiene nada que ver. Cuando tú quieras contestar una pregunta, tú solo empiezas a hablar y yo voy traduciendo. Eh, ¿Qué te decir? Eh, no, en las introducciones vamos a hacer así. Primero las chicas y luego eh, Berkay no. y, luego, y luego tú. Vale, me parece bien. No, no tengo okay. problema. Perfecto, gracias, amigo. Sin embargo, uh, tengo preguntas antes de comenzar. No sé sí. si por ser yo la única persona que habla español y por no tener un inglés tan fluido, igual voy a tener acceso a tener la traducción de las respuestas de las personas de ellos que hablan inglés. O es muy difícil. Va a ser un poco ah. complicado. Lo que voy a hacer que te voy a hacer como una pequeña, una pequeña síntesis. Okay. okay, I am okay. here from ACB Radio. Hi, Deb. And thank hey, you. Deb. Hello. Hey, Deb. I just also want to let you all know that I will let you know when you um when you are getting getting um ten minutes before the session is done. Fabulous. Um. Cool. So, and we really want to make sure that we end on time because okay. um at <clears throat> what time does the session mm -hmm. end? At 2.15? So at 2, by 2.60. No, 2.45. Yeah, no, 2.45. I'm 2.45, yeah. <laughs> okay, oh, so by 2.46, this room will be closed. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I'm going to start the stream. Are you ready? We yeah. are. Okay, here we go. We are. Good afternoon, everyone. Hello out there in ACB land, Facebook land, and every other kind of social media that we are streaming on. Um, I would like to welcome you all to um, the International Relations and Blind Pride International Voices from Around the World with a Twist. My name is Sandra Sermons, and I am the chair of this illustrious committee. Um, and on behalf of my committee members, I would like to definitely welcome you all. Um, right now, I will um, go ahead and uh, tell you who our committee members are, and then we'll get started with um, introducing folks who are, are listening to us via Zoom. So um, our first committee member is Gabriel Lopez. Um, then there is Maria Kristich, New York. Um, Saja Kerala, special shout out to Saja. Congratulations, congratulations um, on being, uh, receiving the award. I think you're a JP Morgan Chase fellow. Congratulations, absolutely. Um, we were jumping up and down when, when we heard that you had received that award. So congratulations on that. Uh, Myra Brodsky, also of New York. Um, Naomi Sewell of Missouri. Oral Miller, Washington, D.C. Denise Decker, Washington, D.C. Sue Bowmaster, Annandale, Virginia. And Alan Casey of Durham, North Carolina. Um, what I'd like to do now is to open the room up. So not the panelists, 
um, panelists, you all are going to go after afterward, but I'd like to open up introductions for the rest of the room. Um, please raise your hand. Um, and my wonderful thanks to Mika and Deb. Um, they're going to be running the sound and streaming for us. A huge thank you to them. Um, but if you raise your hand, uh, Mika can unmute you and you can tell us very briefly who you are. If you're from another country, please let us know what that country is. Okay, um, and you can raise your hand by, if you're on the phone, it's gonna be star nine. If you're using the app, it will be on the screen. There'll be a button on the screen. If you're using the PC, it's alt Y. And if you're on a Mac, it's options Y. Um, Sandra, you are fading in and out just a little bit. Just wanna let you know. And okay. I want your starting CEU code, um, it is C as in cat, C as in cat, C as in cat, so that's three of them, B as in bravo, and E as in everything. Again, it's C as in cat, C as in cat, C as in cat, B as in bravo, E as in everything. And I'm switching over to this window. And all right. Okay, Richard, please unmute yourself. Hi, I'm Richard Marion. I'm from uh, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Hey, Richard, welcome. Hey, Gabriel. Okay, and Doreen. I'm Doreen Cornwell from Seattle. Welcome, Doreen. Hey, good to hear your voice, Dave. Okay. Your area code Okay, Allie. Hi, Mika. It is Allie. I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. Welcome, Allie. Welcome, Allie. Thank you. Andrea. Hi, this is Andrea DeClotz from Orange, California. Hey, Andrea. Welcome, Andrea, long-time participant. Yes. Hey, Gabe. Your area code is 479. Uh, Rita Reese Whiting, uh, Fayetteville, Arkansas. Hi, Rita, welcome. Hello, welcome. Hi, Gabe. Hey. And others. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot who was on. Okay. <clears throat> and next up, we have Dave, if you could unmute yourself, please. Am I unmuted? Yes. Yes. I'm uh, David Wilde, actually, Reverend David Wilde. I'm a member of the KCLV, Louisville, Kentucky. Welcome, Dave. Welcome. welcome. Glad to have you. Good. Okay, and um, next we have 
Jeremy. Uh, this is Jeremy, gay trans man from Los Angeles, California. Welcome, Jeremy. Welcome, Jeremy. And give me just a moment, Sandra, I apologize. Um, <clears throat> Okay, Nora. Nora? Okay, I'm gonna move past. Okay, let's try this again. All right, Nora, try now. All right. Okay. Um, next? Ed. Ed, if you could unmute yourself. Okay. There you are. I'm Edward Snively from Columbus, Ohio. Welcome, Welcome Edward. Glad to have you. And I believe, oh, okay. I'm gonna try Nora again. I don't know why it's not um, doing that for me. Nora. All right, and I'll go with Joel. Hi, this is Joel Snyder. I'm uh, in Tacoma Park, Maryland, just outside Washington. I'm director of ACP's audio description project and the head of audio description associates and I uh, enjoy uh, sitting in on Sandra's uh, sessions each year because I uh, produce description or uh, uh, spoken on description or taught describers in over 60 countries now so it's great to hear about what's going on with audio description consumers around the world. Thanks. And you have many international Joel. friends. Joel has tons of international friends like Francisco. So welcome, oh, Joel. Yes. Oh, yes. Thank you. Good to have you, Joel. Okay. Right. And Nora, I see that you're unmuted. Boy, Nora. And if you're talking, we can't hear you. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, who's next? And. Okay. I see you. Okay, Sarah. Hello, this is Sarah Conrad from Madison, Wisconsin. I am the outgoing president of the Council of Citizens of Flow Vision International. Um, we used to have international members, um, but our numbers, numbers have dwindled, but I'm still really passionate about low vision, especially how it impacts um, older adults in other countries, because obviously that's <laughs> a shared experience. Um, and I'm also on ECB's board of directors, so I'm really excited to be here today. Welcome, Sarah. Very happy to, have you, Very happy to have you. Thank you. Thanks. And that's it. Um, okay. Hello. Um, hello. 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 Yeah, this is Nora. I was having trouble getting unmuted. Um, okay. Nora Martin, and I'm in Newark, Delaware. I'm relatively new to um, ACB, but I haven't been. I've had vision loss my whole life and I um, have worked with people with a lot of disabilities from a lot of different cultures most of my adult life. 
Fabulous. Good to have you. You'll fit right in over here. So welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Um, Okay. So without further ado, what is that noise? Um, Without further ado, we are going to go ahead and and kick this panel off. Um, We're always... International relations is always looking for new ideas because we want to be um, vibrant. We want to, it's evolving, you know? Um, And so we last year, of course, had a panel regarding nonverbal communications because that's huge for folks who are blind or have low vision because so often we miss it, you know? And yet we still are somehow supposed to be accountable and know what these norms are. So um, we sort of cast around for, for other topics and we decided on this particular one because of, like I said, um, we're people first, but because we are people, we belong to so many different groups. There are lots of intersections, okay? And we know that uh, the, the cultural norms are different when you're um, with respect to being in the LGBT community. So we were curious as to exactly what our, um, what our panelists' experiences are, you know? Um, and so what I'm going to do is at this point, I'm gonna t- turn it over to Gabe and he will proceed with introducing the panel. Awesome, thank you, Sandra. And thanks everyone for joining us, whether here via the Zoom webinar or out there on ACB radio. Um, we're very excited. This is BPI's 20th anniversary. I'm very happy to be part of uh, the International Relations Committee and we're gonna get started. Uh, we have four amazing panelists, all different from different parts of the world. And we are going to start with introductions, just a piece of information. This is international relations, so this is what we do. We have a panelist um, who is uh, limited with uh, English, so I will be translating from Spanish to English, um, and uh, you'll hear the intros in a bit. So we're starting off with Taylor Adams. If you could please tell us who you are, where you're from, and a bit about yourself. Okay. Hi, I'm Taylor. I am 22. I'm from England and I am a trans girl. Perfect. Welcome, Taylor. Uh, We have Hannah May Aldeza. Hello, everyone. I am Hannah May from the Philippines where it's almost 2 (laughs) a.m. Thank you, Hannah. We have uh, Berkai Bilso. Hello, guys. Um, I'm Berkai, a Turkish uh, homosexual guy living in Germany. And thank you for that great opportunity. It's the first time that I'm in a panel, and I'm happy to be a part of that. Glad to have you. Mm -hmm. And we have uh, Jose Miguel de Rizan. Jose Miguel, estamos haciendo introducciones, so si les puedes decir a nuestra audiencia tu nombre, un poco de ti, una breve descripción y de dónde eres. Okay, hello everyone. My name is Jose Miguel de Rizam. I'm from Venezuela. I'm 36 years old. I'm homosexual guy, um, legally blind. Uh, my English is not very good, but I, I can introduce myself. <laughs> <laughs> Jose, uh, yo creo que me estás haciendo sonar innecesario. <laughs> I was just telling Jose uh, that he was, he's making me feel 
that my translation expertise are not going to be needed today. <laughs> Your no, no, no. I need, I need, I need, I need your help. I need your help. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but your accent don't worry, is not don't worry. bad. Your accent is not bad at all. And, and I've always told him that. Yes. Understand that. Yeah. Okay. So um, our first question is: We we would like for you guys to talk a little bit about um, what it is like for you. Um, to be part of the LGBT community, you know, what, what was it like, you know, um, when you first came out, um, if you have come out, uh, that whole process, and then um, talking about what, what sorts of ramifications have you experienced, you know, um, prejudice, um, or ha have you been warmly embraced? What, what, um, are those norms for you now? So before we go into our panelists and responding Sandra's question, I'm just gonna translate for Jose so that he can start thinking about the questions. Okay. Um, Jose, la, pre la primera pregunta es, eh, ¿cómo te sientes de ser parte de la comunidad LGBT? Si has eh, salido eh, del armario o si no, y cómo ha sido tu experiencia encontrándote con las personas en el mundo, ya sea amistades o familiares, si te han recibido bien cuando has, eh, cuando les has comunicado tu verdadera identidad o si has recibido prejuicios de la sociedad. Eh, so, oh, ok, uh -huh. si quieres okay, 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 ok, no, no, pensé que la pregunta era para mí. <risa> no, es para todos, pero... Ok, 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 ok. No, 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 no. Ok, so who would okay. like to go first? Yeah, who likes to go first? Si tú quieres ir primero, igual, José. Bueno, ya, ya que comencé, pues, eh, te cuento que básicamente mi, mi situación ha sido como muy dividida. Recién en este momento sí me acepto tal cual soy. Antes, por supuesto, debido a que vivo en una sociedad llena de prejuicios en Venezuela, ha sido sumamente eh, difícil aceptarlo, pero hoy por hoy ya considero que es sumamente fácil y me siento a gusto, me siento tranquilo conmigo mismo. Mm. Solo dame un segundo para traducir eso. So I am in a position where I'm very divided uh, because of the intersectionality that I belong to. And um, living in Venezuela, uh, it was very difficult for me to come out because there's a lot of prejudice. Now, uh, today I have come to terms with my identity. I love myself and I'm happy uh, to be who I am. En cuanto a si he salido del armario, pues con algunas pocas personas, algunos amigos, eh, recién ahora con mis familiares más cercanos, eh, mi hermano, mi cuñada y el resto de mi familia no lo sabe, aunque me imagino que se lo suponen, pero es algo así como, como, como dicen por allí en el término gringo, don't say, don't ask. Así como que no lo dicen. Pero... Mm, don't ask, don't tell. Don't ask, don't tell. Uh, so I am uh, not fully out. I have come out to very close friends and uh, my closest family members, uh, sister, brother-in-law. And uh, I think that most of my family knows about me and my sexual orientation. But uh, like the American term uh, says, or the American saying goes, uh, don't ask, don't tell. 
Okay. Gracias, Jose. Thank you, Jose. Who wants to go so, next? Who wants to go next? Unless you want us to pick on you. <laughs> I can go next. Okay. Go ahead. Um, so for me, coming out, um, it wasn't the most difficult um, compared to a lot of stories I've heard, but at first my family were pretty hesitant to accept that um, they did not have a son like they thought they did. They had a daughter, um, you know, and I think for them, it, a lot of it was like they didn't want me to make such a, a drastic decision decision they wanted me to be sure about it so when I was like 14 15 I was like oh, you know I want to go on blockers I want to do all this stuff they were like you know wait but I also think you know there was a kind of grieving process for them that happened and I think what kind of turned the tables was when I I was just about to start university and I decided that I was going to change my name unofficially there without telling them because I knew they wouldn't accept it um, and then they found out and, you know, they were, they just got to the point of thinking that, you know, she's going to do what she's going to do. It's best that we support her in the best way that we can. And from that, it kind of meant that they have grown to accept me and they've accepted another daughter in the household. That is amazing, Taylor. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, I have to pause here for a minute because you're in a very particular situation and um, I, I do want to share uh, and if you don't mind talking to us a little bit about coming out when you are a transgender person is so much different because you basically do not have an option mm. yeah so um, that uh, leads me to a question that should have been our first question I'm so sorry um, and I'm going to go around uh, as we go with Hannah and Burkai and then back to Jose as well. Uh, what are your preferred pronouns, Taylor? She slash her. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Hannah, Burkai, could you start, uh, before you answer the question on the table, could you start by telling us what are your preferred pronouns and then talking a little bit about your experience in your country being LGBT and are you out and how was the experience, whether were you embraced or did you receive prejudice from your friends and family? Can I tell? Yes. Okay. Um, Go ahead. Do you hear me right? Yes. Yes. Yes, we hear you fine. Go ahead, Berkay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, actually, coming out was really not easy for me because, um, actually, because of the cultural norms and also, um, my family um, doesn't support the se uh, different sexual identities. Um, first, I tried to say my father, but then um, he said me that, you know, that's like an illness and maybe uh, that's, because, that's because you're a teenager and um, you will be normal again. Um, he said that to me and and uh, after some months I noticed that um, this situation won't be better and I had to say uh, that I got recovered from that illness you know because um, I was really I was really young and I was 13 and 
um, it was my only chance to do that because I, I just, I, I was just afraid. But then uh, in high school, I went to a psychologist and she was a really good fan. And uh, she helped me to, she helped, she helped me that I accept my sexual oriented orientation. And um, at the end, now I, I can say that I am a homosexual and I can do that really relaxed, but my family doesn't know that because actually they don't have to know, but um, if they knew, uh, of course, it would be better for me because I just don't want to lie, but um, mm -hmm. now I'm living my life and they're living their lives. Well, thank you for sharing, Berkai. And your preferred pronouns, Berkai, you, you go by uh, he, him, his, correct? Yes, correct. Okay. Thank you. Hannah. <laughs> yes. Last but not um, least. Uh, to answer the last question, my preferred pronouns are she and her. Um, okay. Coming out for me was different things. Um, it was difficult at first because, um, you know, I just came out of a, of a bad breakup and so I had to, um, talk to someone and so I, um, I asked my mom that time and I said, why, why do women have, only have to be with men and why, why is it wrong and all that stuff and, and she can't give me any answer. So um, uh, it wasn't a good conver conversation. <laughs> um, but then later on, I found a wonderful, a wonderful counselor um, who told me or gave me an advice to um, seek support from LGBT organizations here in the Philippines. Um, I've met some uh, role model lesbians in social media and um, I talked to them on Twitter and then I came out to my blind friends in other parts of the world and I was surprised that they were okay with it and so that went well. Great. Hello. Oh, can, can you hear me? Oh, I hear you now. I thought I had. Yes, yes. But Drop down. I'm not sure if we can hear the rest of our panel. I can hear you. Right. I can oh, hear you can. You. Okay. Oh, okay. We're all here. Okay. We're all so still that was. Here. That was. Yes, yes, I hear. Okay. Okay. Gracias, Jose. Those were terrific responses and from different parts of the world. This is amazing. It's so humbling. Excelentes respuestas de todos, José, y muy diversas viniendo de todas partes del mundo. Sandra, um, we want to go to our next question for our panelists. Sure. Do you want to ask it? Since you're, you're rolling along, I'm just going to sit back and let you um, roll with it. No, no, go ahead. Ask the question and then I'll, I'll take it from there. Okay, so um, 
what kinds of career opportunities um, are, are the career opportunities different for blind members of the LGBT community um, or not so much? I'm just going to translate for Jose and then okay. uh, anyone, anyone who wants Trans to start. Jose, la pregunta ahora es... Ah, la entendí. Sí, 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 la entendí. Mm -hmm. Okay, perfecto. So, you got, got it. Uh, anyone wants to go first? Igual si tú quieres ir primero, Jose. No, no. Go ahead, other people. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Hannah, you're up. <laughs> um, for me, personally, I'm straight passing, so people at first don't know that I'm a lesbian so um I guess I get all the opportunities that blind people get okay. or the lack of them sometimes <laughs> yeah okay mm -hmm. yeah okay so that's a very interesting answer because then you and, and career choices you are more affected or not by your blindness not by your sexual orientation yes okay who wants to go next taylor I, what are your yeah. career choices so it's kind of difficult for me honestly because when i was 18 19 and i was going to university college um i wanted to be an author um and then i went there and i I kind of realized that I kind of hated writing, um, you know, and I think it might have been partly because of the regimen of it, like the fact that I had to kind of pigeonhole my writing into all these criteria, and it was kind of difficult for me. There wasn't really a, a module that really reflected the writing I wanted to do, um, and I'm just a really bad procrastinator anyway, so. Um, and then this year, I was having some really bad problems with depression and mental health. So I decided that I was going to retake my final semester next year, coincidentally coinciding with the lockdown. And now the lockdown has happened. I, you know, obviously I can't <clears throat> get a job and I can't, I was going to get some of volunteering and I can't do that because of social distancing and the fact that I don't want to put people's kind of health in jeopardy. Um, so I, until then, I, I'm kind of like stuck at home basically. And then after college, I have no idea what I want to do, honestly. So, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for your honesty. <laughs> Barakai, Jose? Hello. Can I tell? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, actually, it depends on in Turkey. Uh, first, in Tur I, I just wanna tell about Turkey. It depends on. Uh, can you hear me right now? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Can, Sometimes there are problem uh, problems in my internet connection. Sorry for that. Um, it depends on in Turkey when you are trans. It's also much more difficult. Actually, that's uh, a worldwide. That's worldwide, um, I think. But um, in Turkey, it's 
it's also the same for me because I keep my sexual identity like hidden and it's no problem. I'm not visible. Um, also, it's because of that reason, it's the same, but I just uh, wanted to move to Germany in order to be, uh, in order to be apart from my family, in order to be a, a bit far from them because um, I feel myself right now more free. So uh, I think I made a good decision. Okay, okay. so similar situation with Hannah, you mm -hmm. feel that your orientation does not affect your career choice because you're not disclosing it. Yes. Jose? Eh, bueno, creo que básicamente la pregunta va orientada a cómo afecta tu... Sí, tu selección de carrera, cómo, cómo, cómo tu ser parte de la comunidad LGBT y tener un impedimento visual afecta las carreras o los campos en los o que los tú trabajos, trabajas, sí. las decisiones y cómo, son, cómo eres aceptado en los trabajos. Fíjate que en ese aspecto, o en ese aspecto yo te puedo decir que eh, mi homosexualidad no es, no es notable, ¿sí? O sea, creo que es más notable mi discapacidad visual que el hecho de, de tener una preferencia eh, sexual, si se quiere. Eh, es más difícil, por lo menos en el caso mío, eh, insertarme laboralmente por el tema eh, de discapacidad que por el tema de homosexualidad. Creo que lo más difícil es que, siendo que vengo de una sociedad netamente machista, Venezuela es una, ciudad, una sociedad muy machista, eh, es muy difícil eh, poderte insertar con, con, con tus compañeros de trabajo cuando le, les comentas que tienes una cierta orientación. Y he tenido que tragar grueso cuando hacen comentarios. No sé si quieres que traduce y luego continúo. O, sí. O así. So, Jose is pausing for me to translate this part. In my case, it has been more the uh, disability of being blind than my homosexuality, what has oriented my career choices. Because, uh, like other panelists here, I do not necessarily disclose my sexual orientation when I go to uh, a workplace. However, uh, Venezuela is a society that is very patriarchal and uh, man-driven. So once you are inserted, I have, once you are inserted in a job, I have faced other cultural challenges because um, I don't know how my coworkers are going to react when I disclose my sexual orientation And sometimes I even have to sweat bullets when I hear them making homophobic comments or remarks. And I have to stay quiet to avoid being discriminated against for being homosexual. Continúa, Jose. Eh, es más difícil porque Venezuela eh, es uno de los países en los que se aplica en una solicitud de trabajo si estás casado, si no estás casado. Y obviamente cuando, cuando, cuando responde sí, automáticamente la gente cree que estás casado con el sexo opuesto. Siendo que en Venezuela es difícil porque no hay una ley que ampare el matrimonio igualitario, eh, creo que la situación más difícil es saber que estás empleado, pero no puedes incluir a tu pareja, en caso de tenerla, en los beneficios de ley que te ofrece la organización para la que trabajas, puesto que como no está aceptado el matrimonio homosexual 
eh, o, o el matrimonio igualitario en Venezuela, no puedes incluir a tu pareja como en, en los beneficios o, o, o en las cosas que pudiera darte la empresa, no puedes llevarla a las fiestas, no puedes llevarlo eh, a, la, a la parte de seguro médico, en fin, es un montón de, de cosas un poquito difíciles en ese sentido. So, en uh, Venezuela, it is very difficult uh, sometimes to even get a job without people knowing about your personal and private life because in Venezuela it's accepted and authorized by law that companies and employers can include as one of the questions when you're filling out an, a job application, your marital status. And that opens a whole bunch of other questions because automatically if you, um, in your job application, if you write that you are uh, coupled or married, they automatically will assume that you are in a heterosexual relationship. And since there's no marriage equality in Venezuela, uh, you either have to lie about it or just not disclose and not talk about it. Because if you are partnered or coupled with a person of the same sex, even though you cannot get married, if you're living together, you can never disclose them. You can never make them be part of your work life. You cannot bring them to uh, gatherings you cannot include them in your social or medical benefits and basically your partner if it's a partner of the same sex has to be almost invisible to your work uh co-workers and to your employer Gracias, Jose. Okay. thank you, Jose. you gracias. anybody else So if we don't have any other additional comments from our panelists uh, regarding this question, we can move to the next one. Sandra, what do you think? Yeah, we can. Um, what occurs to me, um, I have uh, two other questions that I just thought about. Number one is, okay, we know that you are members of the blind community. We know that you are members of the LGBT community. Um, are there any laws in your respective countries that address both? Or um, do, do you kind of, is it like here, you know, where you fall under those different, um, they're addressed in different legislation? So let me translate for Jose and then we'll start with okay. answers. Jose, la pregunta es, siendo que ya sabemos que eres parte de ambas comunidades, la comunidad de discapacidad visual y la comunidad de uh, LGBT, ¿hay alguna legislación en tu país que proteja la interseccionalidad de ambas o tienes que, básicamente como aquí en los Estados Unidos, que tienes que estar protegido por una parte siendo ciego y por otra parte siendo LGBT. Si quieres pensar la respuesta o quieres ir primero, déjame saber. Voy a pensar la respuesta. Ok. José is thinking about it and okay. we can go um, Hannah Taylor um, yeah. or Berkay. Who wants to go first in terms of legislation in your countries? I can go first. Go for it. Go ahead, Taylor. Um, <clears throat> so I don't really know much about the individual laws and everything, but I feel, I feel like it's kind of the same as the U.S. Um, you know, you've got your disability protection laws. You have your LGBT laws. Um, you know, it's not really, I feel like it's just not really expected by the people <laughs> making these laws that there are obviously going to be people 
in the LGBT mm -hmm. community who have disabilities. Like, I feel like it's just something that's not thought about. I feel like it's usually left to, like, blind organizations, if there are any kind of groups or anything, to cater for that. Um, it's kind of like you're in the crossfire, basically, to communities, and you have to mm -hmm. work your way through that. Okay. Anybody okay. else? Can I tell? Okay, Hannah. Yeah. Okay. Yes, go um, ahead, Berkay. Yeah. yeah, okay. Um, actually, in Turkey, there is no law or like legislation for LGBT um, people, and uh, LGBT people are like unofficial. Um, the government um, doesn't uh, define them, they don't exist. And uh, that's a really bad situation. Uh, there, yes, there are some also some laws uh, and uh, legislations for uh, disabled people, not uh, not not special for the blinds, but uh, for disabled. But um, the problem is, um, disabled people also um, don't. Disabled people are not accepted. Uh, not actually officially, but also unofficially, uh, they are different and they, they're not accepted because of that uh, the disabled people are, have generally uh, problems and also plus LGBT people. Okay. By the way, sorry for my bad English. I don't have so much opportunities to speak in my daily life and okay. <laughs> That is okay. We're, we're You're doing great, Burke. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who would like to go next? Well, Hannah, you're on the spotlight oh. again. <laughs> okay. Um, oh. Oh. No, go, go ahead, ahead Hannah. Go ahead. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry, Jose. <laughs> sorry. Um, here in the Philippines, we have a Magna Carta for persons with disabilities. Um, but we don't have a um, an anti-discrimination law yet for LGBT people. Um, actually, um, something, an anti-discrimination bill was filed about 20, 21 years ago, and it's been going on and on and on and on in okay. the Congress and the Senate, and it's being delayed for years and years now and um, at first it was a comprehensive bill where you know um, discrimination against every kind of marginalized group minorities and stuff um, but later on they um, had um, sexual orientation gender identity and expression kind of separated because it always gets dropped mm -hmm. um, in the um, comprehensive bill and um, yeah it's still being delayed so okay. um, we really don't have okay. currently okay um, Jose I think Jose. Yeah. yeah bueno me escuchan you hear me Bueno, que te, les puedo contar que en Venezuela, uh, básicamente en la actualidad no existe ninguna legislación que 
que proteja los derechos de la comunidad LGBT, por tanto, eh, no incluye proteger los derechos de la comunidad con discapacidad que a, de, que a su vez forme parte de la comunidad LGBT. Eh, es decir, hay un, un breve párrafo en uno de los artículos de la Constitución de Venezuela, creo que sin mal no me equivoco es el 21, en donde se dice que la, las personas no deben ser discriminadas bajo ningún concepto, pero no se hace énfasis en la orientación sexual. Entonces, no existe, sí existe una normativa que vela por la eh, protección de las personas con discapacidad, pero no hay una normativa que vela por la comunidad LGBT. De hecho, en las comunidades con discapacidad eh, es mal visto el hecho de, de que haya una persona gay. De hecho, en la, en la Federación Venezolana de Ciegos también pasa. Eh, no, se ve mal visto. Y mucha gente cree que por tener discapacidad somos asexuados. Y, y obviamente, somos asexuados, mucho menos van a creer que existan personas con, eh, con discapacidad que también formen parte de la comunidad LGBT. So in Venezuela, there is no particular law protecting the rights or uh, protecting uh, the, the identity of persons with a different sexual orientation. There's a small paragraph in the Constitution of Venezuela that says that discrimination is not allowed. And they, it mentions certain groups that are protected from discrimination, but the LGBT community is not included in those protections. Um, this in turn obviously makes uh, no protection specifically for LGBT persons who have a visual or any other disability. Actually, um, disability groups in Venezuela discriminate against LGBT people because uh, it is the view the general perception of society, for example, the National Federation for the Blind in Venezuela, or I'm not talking about our organization here in the US, I'm talking about a uh, National Venezuelan Federation of the Blind. They think almost uh, implicitly that if you have a disability, you are asexual. So if they don't believe that you're uh, attracted to any other person uh, that makes it even worse because they would never possibly accept that you have a disability and that you are LGBT. Existe, existe alguna figura que ahorita se está aplicando como muy disfrazada que es este eh, el secretario para la igualdad de género y para la igualdad y equidad de género, pero básicamente es un nombre porque se, se, se concentra básicamente en defender los derechos de las mujeres, pero no de los derechos de la, de la comunidad LGBT con discapacidad en Venezuela. So right now there, there is an institution being created, which is very political, and um, it, it's just a name because they call it the institution for the protection of gender and gender identity. But... Uh, due to the social norms in Venezuela, they have basically focused their work only on um, protecting the equal rights of women, but not of any other sexual orientation or identity. Okay. Um, and I have only one more question and then we can uh, 
take yeah I, that's okay because i i do have one kind of closing question for our panelists and then we okay. we, we do want to leave time yeah. for our guests to ask questions so this is the um what i've been hearing is that um in a lot of instances you've chosen not to disclose your your sexual identity but you've also indicated because to do so um would cause some extreme ramifications and what i'm wondering is do you believe that you'll always be able to maintain that dual identity or at some point is there going to be a reckoning okay so i'm going to translate for jose before we start going around our panelists jose la pregunta que está en la mesa ahora es hemos escuchado de todos ustedes y el concepto más generalizado es que eh, Tienes, o tienen ustedes que esconder su orientación sexual o su, o su identidad sexual para poder defenderse afuera en el mundo y poder obtener ciertas oportunidades. ¿Crees tú que esta es una situación que va, se va a mantener para ti por el resto de tu vida o va a llegar algún momento en el cual va a haber un quebranto de esa realidad y tú vas a tener que públicamente eh, ser quien eres? So I already translated okay. to Jose. Okay, so who uh, wants to pick it up first? So let, let's get started. I can go first if you like. Okay. Of course, Taylor. Um, so let me know if um, I've misunderstood the question, but I think I understand. Um, so for me, it was never, it's never a big deal. Like if someone asks about my gender identity, like, you know, if someone is curious, I'll, I'm completely open about that. Um, I've got nothing to hide because, you know, I okay. see myself as a woman and my being trans is, you know, just another um, aspect of my femininity. It's just, a, it's a condition I have, which sounds really wrong, but, um, <clears throat> but the thing is like, I'm, I don't talk about it. I don't actually mention it unless it's, um, unless, you know, it's relevant to the conversation because I feel like it's nobody's business unless we're dating, um, you know, what I was born as, you know, but if people want to ask about it, I'm happy to, to talk about it and tell my story. Um, okay. I just don't see the point in going out to mention it. Um, I, I kind of moved past that myself. Okay. Great. Good, good answer. Thank you. Berkai, Hannah, Jose, who's up next? Okay. Don't be shy. Okay, go ahead, Jose. Eh, sí, desde mi perspectiva personal, eh, bueno, el hecho de que ya lo sepan algunas personas muy allegadas a mí, eh, creo que el hecho de que lo sepan otras personas ya me tendría sin cuidado, puesto que eh, lo saben las personas más importantes a mí y pues me tendría sin cuidado el hecho de que lo supieran otras personas. Sin embargo, hablándolo desde, desde, desde el punto de vista general eh, y de acuerdo a toda la situación política que está pasando Venezuela, no considero que para la dictadura venezolana sea una prioridad establecer legislaciones que vayan en pro del, de, de defender los derechos de la comunidad LGBT porque no es prioridad para ellos. O se pueden pasar muchos años y pues lamentablemente por lo que se ve, 
eh, esa dictadura está lejos de acabar y de tomar medidas en cuanto a, a, la, a, a implementar leyes que vayan en pro del crecimiento de la sociedad. Por, por ende, no creo que en Venezuela, en el corto plazo, se vaya a comenzar a tener una, una visualización más aceptada eh, de las personas hacia la comunidad LGBT. So, as a personal perspective, yes, um, I really don't mind sharing or disclosing with others. The most, the people that I consider the most important and close, near and dear to me, which are my family and close friends already know. So I really don't care uh, if others know or do not know. So I wouldn't have a problem disclosing to them. However, um, given the situation with the dictatorship in Venezuela, right now, um, there is obviously no perspective of them passing any legislation or giving any consideration to ensure anti-discrimination mm -hmm. will be illegal against LGBT people in okay. Venezuela. Okay. So I wouldn't feel safe disclosing okay. to the public in general because I feel that I would not have that protection in Venezuela. Okay. Thank you, Jose. Gracias. So, Hannah Burkay? Yes. Yes, we can hear you. Actually, I also didn't know uh, that, that if, if I uh, misunderstood this question, but I think from the answers, from the answers I could understand right now, um, actually, I'm actually proud of being gay and uh, I'm happy with that. But um, I also don't say to the people like suddenly, hello, I am gay. I don't know that. But <laughs> <laughs> I also don't do that, but it's, I also don't mind if they know that or not. But in Turkey, I am ex extra careful because uh, in Turkey, there's also a part of uh, a type of dictatorship and um, people are against LGBT, pe uh, LGBT uh, people also include my family. My family also are against them and they, they don't like them openly. Uh, so I am careful. I don't um, tell the people, tell that I am gay. Uh, some close friends know um, because they're close friends and they, they have the right to know, actually. Um, but um, all, all of that, I also don't mind. People can know or not. If they, if they want to know and if they are open-minded, I don't mind telling to them or uh, I, I, can, I, can, I can tell them. But if they if they ask uh like to uh say like some bad things to me then i just i'm just silent i don't i don't tell because that's my that's my personal and private things okay thank you Berkheim. hannah you're up next yes um about that question um i don't mind people knowing and people who matter know anyway um, okay. But it really depends on if I feel safe, safe, um, like in a social situation, for example, when people ask, you know, oh, how old are you again? Why don't you have a boyfriend yet? Or when are you going to get <laughs> married? <laughs> that is not safe. And I don't 
want to, you know, answer so many right. questions and I don't, so I don't um, disclose it. But the people who matter know, my friends, my family know, but we don't talk about it. So, okay. um, yeah, <laughs> that's okay. it for me. Okay, so before we open it to answers, uh, I mean, questions, I have two very quick questions, uh, very short answer questions for our panelists. Um, as you all know, the first of my questions, as you all know, I'm president of Blind LGBT Pride International. Therefore, I am also in your same situation. I am a blind member of the LGBT community. Sometimes I find myself uh, in between both worlds. And that's why we have an organization like BPI, because this is the intersectionality. Um, do you feel that sometimes you are discriminated by the disabled community for being LGBT? And you do you, or do you sometimes feel that you're discriminated within the LGBT community for being disabled? And there's a saying that uh, we usually ask the question, do you feel that you are too disabled to be part of the LGBT community? Or do you feel that you are too LGBT to be part of the uh, disabled community? Jose, la pregunta que tengo para ti es, como yo soy presidente de la organización que tú sabes, BPI, eh, yo comparto la misma situación de ustedes. Y la pregunta es, ¿tú sientes discriminación en la comunidad discapacitada por ser LGBT o sientes más discriminación en la comunidad LGBT por ser discapacitado? So okay. that is the question. ¿Quieres ir tú primero? Eh, bueno, yo en lo particular pienso que en ambas, tomando en cuenta la situación de Venezuela, entre, la misma entre las mismas personas con alguna discapacidad, existe cierta discriminación cuando se enteran que alguien es gay o que es lesbiana, eh, le montan chalequeos, bromas, no sé cómo, cómo puede decirte eso. Eh, sí. Es como que bullying, ¿sabes? Bullying. Bullying, sí, claro. Creo que sería el, 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 la palabra correcta, montarle un bullying a la persona. Y el hecho de enterarse significa que vas a hacer la comidilla de todas las eh, convenciones nacionales de ciegos y de todos lados. Ahora, en la parte de la comunidad LGBT, también he sentido discriminación, porque cuando he tenido la oportunidad de tratar de hacer amigos, quizás a través de aplicaciones de ligues, o a través de grupos, o a través de whatever, eh, siempre, siempre me pasa que cada vez que les digo que tengo discapacidad, eh, me mandan dos o tres mensajes y ya no, ya no siguen interactuando conmigo. No me pasa frecuentemente, pero sí he tenido mi racha de, de ser discriminado por el hecho de decir en un chat que tengo una discapacidad. Eh, quizás porque no se lo creen, quizás porque a, a estas alturas, siglo XXI, todavía nadie eh, se imagina que un ciego puede mandar mensajes, pero sí me ha pasado muchísimo y sí he sentido discriminación por ambas partes porque también conozco gente con discapacidad que sabe mi condición y, y, y a mis espaldas me, me acribillan, me, 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 me acuchillan, como decirlo por allí, como, como se dice por allí. Gracias. So I feel discriminated against in both communities in Venezuela uh, to come out as gay within the disabled community. Uh, is sub I make myself subject of bullying. Everyone at the uh, national or local uh, blind meetings and conventions bully me once they find out that I am LGBT. And on the other side, on the LGBT community, I also feel discriminated 
against because uh, for example, if I open a dating app and I start chatting with someone and then I tell them that I have a visual disability, they send me a couple of other messages and then they end up by saying I'm not interested because they, to begin with, either don't believe me because they don't think that a blind person could be texting. And if they do believe me, they still discriminate because they don't feel that they want to interact with someone who has a disability. So basically, yes, discrimination on both ends. Taylor, Anna, Taylor yeah. Hello. Yes, very kind. Um, okay, <laughs> that's a really good question because I've um, some personal ex experiences about that. I just don't want to generalize, but most of the blind people are homophobic and they think that blind people um, mustn't be discriminated by the other can. And uh, most of the LGBT people don't care about the disabled. So mm -hmm. um, I, I have some personal experiences, but they're, they're short. <laughs> um, when I was 18, uh, I attended to university and in my university, um, there was an LGBT society, an unofficial LGBT society. And I also uh, wanted to be a part because I, felt myself really alone. Uh, that's not, not about dating, but about having some support. And I joined and they really make, they made me feel really different from them because I'm disabled. Because I'm blind, they made, made me uh, feel really um, different. And we, we met just, I think, two times and uh, not again because I, also notice that you know i'm not a part of them or they they made made me made me feel them they made me feel me that i'm not a mm. part of them they they behaved me really strange and also um yes in the dating apps i have also some bad experiences about that but i'm uh, old enough not to care that uh, anymore because uh, people mm. are Discrimi discrimination is everywhere and um, I just um, I'm just trying to learn not to care about that because uh, on the other side the the life is not like uh, to live but to torture so um, I have bad experiences with blind and disabled people because they discriminated me but I I'm also strong and we have also a community, blind and LGBT uh, community, and I'm happy we, uh, to be a part of these two communities, uh, although. Thank you, Berkay. Okay. Thank you. So we have Hannah and Taylor. Can Before I go we... next? Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> um... I agree. Um, I think we experience discrimination in both um, groups, both communities. In fact, my first experience of discrimination was um, from a person with disability as well. Um, but um, in university, because I'm studying gender and development 
right now in the University of the Philippines. Um, there's an organization for LGBT people, LGBT students, um, and so I joined. And um, they were open about it, and fortunately. They were very supportive and they're very, very much interested in learning how to um, be sensitive to my needs as a blind person and as an LGBT person. They're very willing to learn. They conducted a sensitivity training so that wow. they know how to, you know, um, interact. What, interact things to do things yeah. not to do and what to say or whatever all that stuff um so that's good um, i'm lucky on that wow that's a great experience thanks tana taylor we're only up to you before we open up to see if we have any questions from our guests okay so regarding the lgbt community i went to a trans group um, which was, you know, most like pretty much mostly sighted trans people and they were always very polite to me, but I just got the impression that, you know, like um, a lot of sighted people my age at large in this country, at least, um, you know, I got the impression that they didn't really they felt a little guarded around me. They didn't really want to get to know me. Um, you know, I just didn't get invited to these pride events that they were going to, these things that they would do. Um, there wasn't that connection that I'd see, you know, people who, who are new um, and, you know, their first meeting, they'd be connecting with people. And then like, I would be there, like I'd been there for like five months and I had nowhere near that kind of connection. Um, so it kind of left me feeling a, a little disillusioned with the sighted LGBT community. Um, and regarding the blindness community, um, I don't really interact with most blind people in my country these days. It's mostly online and mostly in the US. Um, and, you know, obviously you've got the people who are like out and out prejudiced. They do not like LGBT people or they do not like trans people and they will tell you about it. And then you've got the kind of more subtle problems. I've had some problems with these blind, thirsty, straight, cis men who, you know, are interested in me. And then they find out I'm trans and they act like, you know, I've done something wrong. You know, I've, I've deceived them when really I wasn't in any interest in getting in a relationship with them. Um, so that was kind of awkward. And I just feel like a lot of people, there's misunderstanding. You know, people don't think that I can accept that genetically. Um, I, I don't have the body of most women, but, you know, I still see myself as a woman with a different journey. I feel like a lot of people don't understand that. And, you know, they'll accept me, a lot of people, but I, I sense a bit of discomfort there, like a bit of like, you know, they'll accept me, but they don't really see me as completely a woman or if they do it's kind of like they have to remind themselves that i'm not genetically female that's how that's my experience okay. at least okay thanks for sharing thank you all for sharing um i think Let's we're right on ahead. time mika to see if we have any raised hands yeah 
Yes, <clears throat> we do. Fabulous. So, um, let's see. Okay, Andrea, you should be allowed to talk. You also have nine minutes. Okay. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. First of all, I'd like to just applaud all four of our panelists. I think you're incredibly brave people. Um, it it is it takes some bravery to be a visually impaired person, and I think to have this dual challenge. Uh, we have a lot of complaints about things in the U.S., but at least we have a fair degree of freedom and acceptance. And I think living in places where you don't have that and a lot of what we take for granted. Um, I, and I think it's really sad that the, the belonging to a dual community as you do, that you can't get acceptance and support from the other community. That, for example, the LGBT community can't support its disabled members and vice versa. Um, I was curious, I, maybe I missed what people said about what countries they were from. I know Hannah's from the Philippines and um, Jose is from Venezuela. Uh, is Taylor, are you in the UK? And um, the gentleman, I think he said he was from Turkey, but he alluded to living, move, maybe moving to Germany. So I didn't know if he was in Germany. And the other comment I had for the Turkish, the je Turkish gentleman, I'm going to say his name wrong. So I'm, I'm not pronouncing his name. Um, is I know that Turkey is a, a large, there's a large Muslim population. And I know you alluded to that a little bit, but I, I wonder where the whole religious thing comes into play too, because I know they're very, um, have very uh, definite ideas about uh, people who don't fit uh, into uh, their idea of what a person with a good uh, religious ideal should be. Okay. Thank you, Andrea. So Taylor, if you could uh, tell Andrea where you're from in the UK and then yeah. Berkai, if you can talk about the Muslim aspect of Turkey. Um, yeah, I'm from England. Um, um, okay, uh, uh, sorry, sorry. No, just, no, go ahead. Go ahead, you just go quiet because we need to, um, we wanna squeeze in one more question. So yeah. if you can, go ahead. Yeah, Berkai, Berkai tells briefly about the Muslim situation with being Okay, can, can I go ahead right now? Yes. 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 Go ahead right now. Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, yes, I'm living in Germany for, I've been living in Germany for um, about seven months. And about the religion, uh, question about religion, yes, you're really right because um, the Muslims, uh, Muslims have some um, strange uh, rules about sexual identities um they actually they have religious um they have religious reasons not to like us <laughs> actually uh, i myself i'm not muslim but there are some muslim lgbt people they um want to live both their religions and their um, sexual identities i personally don't think that um it's a good idea because um i also read the a holy book and um, I don't think that I'm a part of that because um, maybe it's it's also um, maybe there's there's also some strict uh, rules in also Christian Christianity or other religions but I don't know I just um, know details about um, uh, Islam um, I personally 
Yes, um, it's difficult for the LGBT community in Turkey because um, also some, there are also religious groups. Um, they don't like them because uh, not because of the Quran or the Holy Book, but they are so conservative and um, they just attack the LGBT people. Their um, bad situations, bad um, things about the two groups, the religious groups and the LGBT groups uh, because of the strict rules. I don't know if I missed something to answer. Uh, no, no actually, did, that, was, that perfect, was fine. Bert, yes, let's thanks. take one more really quick question and then we will wrap it up and let Mika give the codes. So if somebody has a, a quick question, we'll try to squeeze that in. Okay, so area code 414. Hi, this is Doreen Lundgren from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, president of ACB in Wisconsin. Welcome. Um, I have a book that I would like everybody to read. It's Life, my li it's Life Without Pockets, My Long Journey into Womanhood by a trans woman named Carla Ernst. You can get it on Amazon.com, and you can get it also from the library. Okay. Okay, Thank you do you want to take one more question? Yes, just one. Sorry, can I say some uh, something? Actually, um, we kind of need to um, take this last question. What's the question? Okay, uh, Sarah. Sure. Hi, this is Sarah Conrad. Um, so um, my question was a little bit longer, so I'm going to try to just shorten it and just ask, you know, as, as someone living in America during this time where we're really, you know, listening and thinking about inclusion in a whole different level because of all the things that have been going on, um, you know, in the past several months here, um, I guess just maybe each of you could share one um, tip or idea for those of us who are allies to the LGBTQ community um, who are learning and listening and trying to um, support our friends and family um, in these ways. What are some, you know, daily tips that you have for us? Thank you so much. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Sarah. And this needs to be really quickly. We have like two yeah, minutes. Exactly. So just a quick tip. Hannah Taylor. Um, I would say okay. listen and try to relate. That's all okay. I'd say, really. Okay. Thank Hannah? you, Taylor. For me, it's that's the right thing to do is what you just did is ask, um, ask and empathize. Okay. Perfect. Berkai, any tip? I can just say, listen and search and uh, try to understand. And there's the three uh, good things to do. Okay. Thank you. Jose, cualquier consejo en dos palabras que tengas para las personas que son aliadas. No, que básicamente sigan trabajando así porque ya, nos, ya quisiéramos nosotros, en nuestra, o al menos yo en Venezuela, querer tener eh, en nuestras organizaciones eh, alianzas que trabajen en pro de las personas LGBT y me gustaría mm -hmm. que siguieran con ese trabajo. ¿verdad? Gracias. Yeah, just keep up the good work to have organizations that represent that intersectionality of LGBT and disabled because there are other countries who wish they, we had that. Excellent. Thank you so, all. 
Um, we are going to um, bring this to a close. Uh, before I fully do, I'll just say thank you very much for attending our luncheon, our virtual luncheon from, as my committee, which is from around the world, International Relations and BPI. Mika's going to give us the ending CEU code for those of you guys who are needing um, CEU credit. And that closing code is C is in cat, E is in everything, six, three, four. Again, it's C as in cat, E as in everything, six, three, four. Thank you, Mika. Thank you, thank Mika. you all for joining us. And thank you, everyone. Thank you, Debbie thank from you. ACB yes, Radio, you. and thank you, ACB. Thank you, thank panelists. You thank you. Huge thank you. Thank you. And definitely, yeah. I hope to see you all next year in person in Phoenix. Absolutely. Feel free to reach out to me. Um, my email address is D is in dog, S is in Sam, T is in tango, 71992 at gmail.com. D as in dog, S is in Sam, T is in tango, 71992 at gmail.com. Thank you all. Have a good afternoon. <laughs>